Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a poignant haiku dedicated to a lamented anime director, classic manga from the 1980s, dreamlike visions of the future, psychic robots, horny teenagers, and inexperienced nurses having a bad day. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 389, Dream Fossil. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you guys have been doing good since last week, hope you've been well. I've been doing pretty cool and chill and relaxed, getting things ready, reading manga, and just being me. Hope things have been well, and let's actually get on with the show. So, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark into some podcasts and many reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Well, every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics, and I tell you the pros and cons about it. And since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to read anything I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Discord, iTunes, Apple Music, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or in the other. And if you want to do something really cool, go to tinyurl.com forward slash helpzan and rate us on the iTunes store. That's like putting a little tip in the tip jar and just showing me that... I'm not doing this for nothing. I've been doing this since 2007, and every time I see a new review, it kind of perks me up a little bit. gives me more incentive to keep going for as long as I can. I'm going to do this as long as I can. Also, if you want to suggest any manga you want us to review or comment on other podcasts, you can go to our Discord site, which is https colon forward slash forward slash discord.gg forward slash uu42kfr. That's Utah, Utah, 42, Kansas, France, Ralph. So, now that that's out of the way, hope you guys have been doing good. And we've got a lot to talk about because New York Comic Con was this weekend. Woo! And there was a lot of news. A lot of stuff that happened. It's kind of cool, kind of relaxing. It sucks that I wasn't there in person, but... Again, this is the year without a convention. There are so many other things that would have happened if we had gone. We could have seen things, and I could have cosplayed, and I could have seen some live-action stuff. But that's not the thing. There was a lot of manga news and a lot of stuff that was announced. And I got some of the news, and I've got other stuff that was released. So let's actually get to our manga news section and talk about it. So the first really big news was that Shuisha's Shonen Jump editor, Yuta Moriyama, shared the top countries by reader for the Manga Plus service app from last month. And it's surprising that the top 20 countries who they are. And in 20th place, we have Singapore. 19th is Vietnam. In 18th place is the United Kingdom, which I'm kind of surprised at. I thought they would have been higher up, but whatever. In 17th place is Canada. 16th place is India. 15th place is France. 14th is Colombia. 13th is Chile. 12th is Argentina, 11th is Italy, and now the top 10. And number 10 is Germany, number 9 is Peru, number 8 is Brazil, number 7 is Malaysia, number 6 is Spain, number 6 is, number 5 is Philippines, number 4 is Mexico, number 3 is Indonesia, number 2 is Thailand, and the number 1 country that has the most readers for the Manga Plus service for last month was the United States. Kind of cool. So if you want to find a really cool 
place to read manga, Manga Plus is pretty good. It's got a lot of really good stuff from the Shonen Jump uh, catalog. Also, there's something really cool that was released on there, but we're going to talk about that later in the news. Now, the other big bit of news comes from last week. Now, last week we discussed that... Yeah, actually, it was a couple weeks ago, but we discussed that Yen Press is releasing Haruhi Susumiya no Chokan, or the intuition of Haruhi Susumiya, the first new installment in... Nagaru Tanigawa, an illustrator, and Noisy Ito's The Melancholy of Haruhi Susumiya novel series. So they're releasing a new installment. It's coming out in June 2021. Now they announced this, and Yen Press has updated that information. For one, it's coming out in June 2021, and they're also releasing or re releasing the Haruhi Susumiya light novels under its Yen On imprint in January 2021. Starting with the first volume, The Melancholy of Haruhi Susumiya, and the second volume, The Sigh of Haruhi Susumiya. From then on, they're going to be publishing two light novels every month from February till May. And they're going to have the original Japanese cover art by Ito. So, that's really cool. If you've never picked up the Haruhi Susumiya light novels, they are really inventive and intriguing and a lot of fun. And each one is focusing on one of the main characters' first volumes. Kaon, second volume is um, The Computer Girl, third volume is The Time Traveler. And it's cool seeing it from their perspective. And I gotta say, Haruhi Susumiya is a great light novel to check out. But, yeah, so that is our big news for the week. And let's get to some licensing news, because a lot happened. So, first company we're talking about is Cross Infinite World. And on February 12, 2021, they'll be releasing their newest license, which is... As the villainous, I reject these happy bad endings, or Watashi Tenchi Akuyaku Reho Nanore Mariba End Wa Soshi Seshitai Di Dakimas. And this is by Iota Aiwe and Karuyuki. And this is a light novel series. And it is a rom com that's going to be released digitally. And it's about Iris, our main character, who's woken up as the villainous of the world of her favorite Otome game. But it's not just any Otome game. It's one with nothing but bittersweet, bad endings. So if the heroine hooks up with one of her problematic love interests, the rest of the world is doomed. But if she fails, it's a villainous who will pay with her life. Fortunately, Iris has time on her side. All she has to do is set things up so that the heroine won't go down these routes. Be it curing a fatal disease or reparenting her possessive twin brother, she'll do whatever it takes to reject these happy bad endings. So, essentially, this is... My next life is a villainous, all routes lead to doom, except that instead of her wanting to hook up with one of these characters, it's her trying to prevent everything going on. It seems like a really bad carbon copy of that. I I don't know. Might be good. I don't think so, though, because villainous was its own thing. This just seems like she's just trying to be like, I gotta make sure the world isn't doomed by doing the best I can. I don't know. Could be wrong. I'll give it a shot when it comes out. So, J Novel Club has five novels that they've announced that are going to be coming out in the rest of this year. So, they're coming out for 2020, and the first one is Our Crappy Social Game Club is going to make the most epic game. This is created by Oriori Siki and illustrated by Azuri Huga. And it's about our main character, Shirasaki Kai, who has decided to abandon the world of social game development and transfer to a new high school, Mikan High School, to start a new life due to some past trauma. 
But on his first day, he meets Aoi Nanaka, the president of a low-tier social game club, and finds out that the club is on the brink of disbanding. It's also populated by total weirdos. The programmer, Oyoshihima Aya, is a crazed gotcha addict, and the illustrator, Kuroba Iru, faints from the cuteness of her own drawings. Kai joins the club, which gives them enough members to continue, or so they thought. The student council hands down an ultimatum, win a competition against another school or be disbanded. Now their management talents will be really put to the test. With the skills that he's nurtured and his new sets of friends, can Kai face his dreams to create the ultimate social game? This one, it seems very similar to a lot of K-drama shows I've watched, or actually my mom got into K-drama, which is crazy. But it's just, it seems like Genshin mixed with most fighting anime, so we'll see. You have Girls' Kingdom, written by Nayo and illustrated by Shio Sakura. And this is about a girl, uh, Misaki, who wanted a free education. Instead, she lands an exclusive contract with the most prestigious girl in school to serve as her personal maid. And she discovers that Anomatsuka Academy for Girls is no ordinary school. Her classes are all about how to be a maid, too. Students who impress the school's elite young ladies with their domestic service skills might be lucky enough to become a seraph, guaranteeing them a job with an upper-class household after they graduate. The thing, though, is that Misaki doesn't want to be a maid. She wants to study hard, go to college, and work for a good company. So why did Himako make her into her seraph out of nowhere? What kind of rich girl hires a maid who wants something to do with the job? If she wants to go through high school, Misaki has a lot to get used to. Uh, this one seems a little more interesting. Don't know, though. You have Dungeon Busters coming out, which is created by Toma Shinozaki and illustrated by Sarigan. And this pretty much is clear all the dungeons. There are 666 of them in 10 years to do it. If not, the only thing that waits is total annihilation. Uh, Izoi Kazuhiko suddenly finds a mysterious underground space in his yard. When he steps into what turns out to be the very first dungeon in this world, he ends up activating the dungeon system and learns from Mysterious Beauty, who appears to him that the world is doomed to destruction if... The 666 total dungeons that will be appearing in this world are not cleared within 10 years. So as countries begin taking measures in response to the dungeons appearing all over the world, Izuo seeks out companions together with which he establishes Dungeon Busters Incorporated, a company dedicated to clearing all the dungeons in the world. Curtain rises on this dungeon-delving epic with overwhelming realism. This one is just your generic dungeon-crawling meh series. I don't know. Um, you have The Great Cleric, White Collar Survival in Another World. This is illustrated by Sum, and it's created by Broccoli Lion. And this is about a salaryman who ends up in another world. One minute, a certain salaryman is on cloud nine. That promotion is finally within his grasp. And the next, he's keeled over pain, and that was all she wrote. Luckily for him, fate had a bit more to say. A world of monsters, magic, and other such life-shortening entities await his newly reincarnated life. Uh, for a second time, with nothing but his past life experiences and sharp business skills to guide him in the foreign land of Galdaridia. He takes up the name Lucille and vows that his next demise will be for, not from anything but old age. And what better way to avoid another gruesome death but taking a cushy job as a healer. But getting by in another world doesn't come easy or cheap. It'll take a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to hone the skills he needs to make his way. But make it he will, or die trying. This one... Seems a little more interesting. It's very similar to the ones, I want to be a farmer in my next life. I want to live a relaxed life. I'm going to live in the city. So it's another one of those slice of life in an izakai. <sighs> anyway, 
so last one coming out uh, for them is The Magician Who Rose from Failure, Tales of War and Magic. This was created by Gemi Hitsuji and illustrated by Saki Fushimi. And it's about an old minor noble house, the Wraithefs. And they're defined by magical talent and martial service. And one six-year-old Arcus Wraithef, firstborn son to the family, proves inept at magic he's stripped of his inheritance and ran off by his parents his adopted sister Lesia still adores him but as a new heir she's forbidden to interact with anyone who might drag her down but when one inheritance is lost fate arranges another Arcus remembers another life in a world where science prevails and magic belongs to the realm of fiction suddenly endowed with life experience of a grown man and pressed to find a purpose as his family turns against him Arcus resolves to find a way to break the laws of magic and tradition over his knee this one seems cool because it's the typical sent to another world and you're the savior, but this one is you're not the savior and now you're going to do your own thing to become awesome. And I kind of like that. So I'm excited for this one. So that's it for J Novel Club. Next is Kodansha Comics. Kodansha Comics, they announced five new mangas that are going to be released digitally in November of this year. And they're going to be over consecutive Tuesdays in November. The first one is Otherworldly Munchkin. Let's speed run the dungeon with only one HP. It's coming out November 3rd, uh, created by Yu Shimizu and Makoto Aogiri, and it's about a 16-year-old, Yukito Kirihara, who lives with his 14-year-old sister Sana, who he treasures more than life itself, but when an ogre shows up outside of his window looking for Sana, a shocking event even in its own right, Yukito leaps to save her and is killed. He's offered the promise of reincarnation by a mysterious woman who gives him a character sheet and a mysterious book. But when Yukito sees Sana in there too, he sets off to find her and save them both, even if he only has one HP with which to do it. So, kind of creepy, kind of fun though, because the fact he has no HP, it's got to be created. Next one, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Trinity and Tempest, a spinoff of That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. This is by Fuse again in Mitzvah and Taitono, coming out November 3rd. And this new spinoff... Uh, to the hit series is that against all odds the little slime Rimuru has established his magical kingdom for all monsters called Tempest and it's thriving but three visitors Foes the fox girl Stella the dragon girl and Frey the wing girl come to pay Tempest a visit and they're stunned to see how quickly it's developed in this world so don't miss this new story in the world of slime so which looks pretty good uh, next manga is Peach Boy Riverside and this is created by Kukyo Shinjuya in Johanna. I think this is a manga. Coming out November 10th. And the story is about the princess of the kingdom of Aldrich, Sartriana Aldrich, who dreams of traveling the world, a dangerous dream in a land where monsters roam the countryside as they please, and the humans live behind huge, strong walls. Sounds very familiar to Attack on Titan. But when a chance meeting with the traveler Mikoto gives hope to her dream. He showers it soon after, after he reveals himself to be none other than Momotaro, ruthless demon slayer. Though horrified by the gore Momotaro leaves behind, Sartorina is more convinced than ever she needs to learn about the world behind her walls and journeys out, following the steps of the mysterious, charismatic, terrifying boy she met that day. Eh. It's like Dragon Ball Z where they took an old uh, fable and made it modern. So... I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued by it because it's Momotaro. On the other hand, eh, could be crap, could be good. Anyway, next one seems right up my alley because it's about mysterious diseases. We're talking about Dr. 
Rimune, Mysterious Disease Specialist. This is written by Toro Aho and coming out November 17th. It's uh, from a girl who cries condiments to a philanderer who finds a chikua in his pants where something else should be. Dr. Rimune can cure them all, but his treatment comes at a cost, and not one that can be paid in money. Follow Dr. Rimune and his wacky patients and stories too unbelievable to be treated by anyone but the mysterious disease specialist. This one seems fun, and for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge fan of Blackjack, which is the manga by the great Osamu Tezuka that's about uh, the world's greatest doctor. So this one seems really fun. I kind of am intrigued by that. And the last manga coming out from uh, Kodansha is going to be Am I the Actually the Strongest? And this is written by Sai Sumimori and Ai Takahashi, coming out the 24th of November. And it's about um, someone being reincarnated in another world with the promise of a cheat power, but they're reborn as a baby and left for dead after his royal parents think he's powerless. That's completely crazy. Now the newly reborn Reinhardt, or Hart to his new friends, must find his way through a dangerous world, but luckily he's got magic that's quite literally off the charts. So... This one's going to be pretty cool also. Same thing of Born in Another World, they hate you, you have to get revenge. So that's it for Kodansha. Next is my most hated publisher, but one which i got to give props to because they do have some good licenses. We're talking about Tokyo Pop. And they're releasing a graphic novel based on the Resident Evil Infinite Darkness CG anime series. And it's going to be released alongside the debut of the anime, and it's going to be following... The most popular characters in Resident Evil. We're talking about Leon and Claire. And it's just a straight adaptation of the anime. Nothing crazy with that. Uh, we've got two more. We've got Yen Press and Vertical. And Vertical Comics, which is an imprint of Kodansha USA. They are pretty much releasing two big things. In summer of 2021, they're going to be releasing the light novels of Pretty Boy Detective Club. Or Bishoshin Tandetan Manga. Uh, and this is the manga based off of the Pretty Boy Detective Club. And the whole thing is that the Pretty Boy Detective Club is a secret... Well, it's about a girl who joins this secret club that they're a bunch of detectives. And the deal is, in order to become part of this club, you have to be pretty, be a boy, be a detective. And Mayumi Dojima, a second-year student at the exclusive Yubiwa Academy, lost something. And she ends up part of this secret club. And... It's crazy, and it's created by the renowned artist and author Nishihoshin. So, it's very similar to a manga that we reviewed way early on, Clamp School Detectives. But this one's a little more, let's be all pretty boy. So, Clamp School Detectives miss with Oran High School Host Club, pretty much. The other big thing that Vertical Comics is releasing is the Monogatari Series Final Season Box Set. And that's going to have exclusive art by Vofan and include seven novels, which is going to be Suki Monogatari, The Possession Tale, Kyo Mi Monogatari, Part 1, Calendar Tale, Kyo Mi Monogatari, Part 2, Owari Monogatari, Part 1, The End Tale, Owari Monogatari, Part 2, Owari Monogatari, Part 3, and Zaku Owari Monogatari, The End Tale Continues. So, if you like Monogatari, this is for you. <sighs> Finally, the last of the licensing news. Yen Press. Uh, the, they're releasing stuff throughout all of 2021, and it's a lot. It's going to start in March and end through the end of the year. So, not going in 
release order, but by alphabetical order. First off, we're going to have the manga for In Another World with my smartphone, or Izakai wa Smartphone to Tomini. This is written by Patoria Fuyuhara, who is the original author, and Soto, who does the art, and the original character design is by Eiji Usatsuki. If you've never heard about this anime or manga, due to a God making a mistake, Toyo Michizuki is killed and reincarnated in a fantasy world alongside with his smartphone, which is able to recharge forever. And he's going to have an easy, ongoing life. Now, the novel series is released by J Novel Club, but this is going to be the manga, so that's cool. If you've never read it, it's kind of interesting seeing him with his cell phone, finding out things like, I'm going to look up how to make this. And he can because he has the ultimate, greatest smartphone ever. Now, one series that the novel and the manga that Yen Press has picked up is... Hold on. Ita no wa iya nano de bogu yo ryoku ni kyo kufuri shitai to omiomas. Or, bufuri, I don't want to get hurt so I'll max out my defenses. If you've never seen the anime for this or read the light novel, it's kind of crazy. It's about a girl who joins a VM, VR MMO... And she isn't really that smart. She has never played one before, and she decides to allocate all of her stats into defense. That's it. Not strength, not speed, not luck, defense. And so our main character, Kaide Honjo, uh, doesn't want to be hurt, so she pumps all of her stuff in defense. And with no magic, agility, or strength to speak of, this walking fortress will have to be created to beat the bad guys early on. But little does she know that her pure stat build will propel her to chaotic new heights that even the game admins couldn't account for. She becomes like the ultimate great shielder. And it's kind of insane how this goes. And she ends up becoming uh, the new star in the the New World Online WRMMO. And it goes really crazy what she does, how creative she is with this power to make the ultimate shield. Uh, Greta really likes the anime... I think that this novel is right up her alley. Uh, next is Can't Stop Cursing You or Dareke wo Norowazuni Ira Iranai Kono Sekida. And this is a manga that's written by Kensuke Koba and illustrated by Natsuko Orumu. And this is the synopsis for this is those who make contracts with devils gain the power to curse others to death. Their mortal enemy, the cursed detective Kyoharu Sayama who uses a trace of the curse left on their victims to uncover the identities of these sick killers. Let this deadly paranormal game of psychological warfare begin. This one seems really cool, like a very sick, twisted mystery game. So this one I'm looking forward to. The next one is a light novel that I'm also looking forward to, and that is the sequel series to Durara, which is Durara SH. This is by the original creator, Nihogo Narita, and illustrator, Suzuhito Yasada, and our new protagonist, Yahiro Mizuki, comes to Tokyo to start a new life and maybe see the mysterious Headless Rider. But the mysterious Headless Rider that we know as Kelty hasn't been seen in half a year, and neither has anyone who's gone to find her. What's going to happen? Well, you got to read to find out. Uh, next one is, oh joy, it's another spinoff to Goblin Slayer. It's Goblin Slayer's side story to Dai Katana. Created by Kumo Kaguya and art by Aoki Shogo and the original illustrations by Lack. And this one is not a soul knows how the death and destruction started. Only one thing is certain, it came from the north. Deep within the dungeon of the dead is where the demon king resides. And the only hope humanity has of defeating this great evil 
rests on the hands of a handful of adventurers. The tale of Sword Maiden's past smells of ash and smells like the ringing of bare steel. This one seems like it's in the same universe, but it's not going to deal with Goblin Slayer. I don't know if it's going to be excellent or great or terrible. Don't know. But Goblin Slayer has been very hit or miss with their side stories. Anyway, so the next manga is Hanachan in the Shape of the World, or Hanachan to Sakai no Katachi, the manga. And this is written by Ryotaro Ueda, and it's a story of a girl, a girl who lives in the country, a girl encountering fragments, both bitter and sweet, of the world around her. It's a story of the shape of her world. This one, the art style looks amazing. And I've got to say, this one, I it's, it's tickling my interest a little bit. This one's definitely going on the wheel of manga, and I hope I get it when it comes out. Okay, next is Hazuri Skill, the guild member where the worth of skill is actually a legendary assassin. The light novel, or Hazuri Skill... Kagega Usui wo Motosu Guild Shokuin ga Jitsu wa Densuku no Ansatsushi, the manga. Sorry, I know my Japanese isn't great. I do the best I can. Uh, authored, written by uh, Konoji and illustrated by KWKM. And this is about the world's greatest assassin, Roland. He's a man who's taken a worthless skill and made it so powerful that his magic killed the greatest demon lord that ever lived. He could live out his days... Uh, the rest of his days is a wealthy and famous man, but instead chooses an exceedingly normal life working at an adventurer's guild. For someone as exceptional as Roland, aiming for a normal life won't come easy, however. So this is, let's retire, but things horrible happen. Same old, same old. Uh, next one is a, another manga and light novel combo. This is, I was a bottom-tier bureaucrat for 1,500 years, and the Demon King made me a minister. And this is created by... Mitsuchi Morita and illustrated by Bonito and the art for the manga is by Mishi Murakami and it's a spin-off of I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. This is about the main character Beelzebub's misadventures in her early days as the demon minister of agriculture after she's promoted from entry level worker right to the top. So, yeah. Also, if you never read I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level, aka Slime Toshite 300 and a uh, Shirane Uchi ni level max ni Natemashita. The light novel, it was released by Yen Press. Okay. We got uh, Love of Kill or Kuroshi Ai, the manga. This is written by Fei. It's about a female uh, professional assassin. But she's a professional assassin, and he is also a professional assassin, and she's his target. And they're caught in a deadly game of cat and mouse, and will she fall first, or will he? Essentially, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the manga, but a little different. Okay, after this we have, Please Take Them On, Takamini-san, or Haite Kudasai, Takamini-san, the manga. This is written by Yuichi Hiraga, and this is about student council president Takane Takamine, who was a beauty beyond compare, and she would normally never associate with a friendless nobody like Koshi Shirata, but after seeing her undressed, however, he's forced to become her walking closet as she changes underwears throughout the day. But Takamini's stripping isn't merely to tease, it's the key to unnaturally unleashing her time-bending powers. Rah! So, yeah, I got nothing. This is just gonna be, yeah. Um, next you have Sekiyo Kyo 120%, or Sex Education 120%, the manga. This is written by Kikichi Takaki and drawn by Hotomura. And this is about gym teacher Suji Sensei, who has one mission, help with Japan's terrible modern sex education standards. The problem is 
her students barely know their birds from their bees. Between a girl who already has a boyfriend, a hardcore BL lover, and a girl who only cares about cats, Suji Sensei has her work cut out for her. Yeah. This one, probably going to be one of those educational mangas, very similar to how Cells uh, for Work is. Probably. I don't know. It seems kind of funny, though. When a Magician's Pupil Smiles, created by Chisaki Kane. This is about Ueka Namai, a magician's pupil who's incapable of feeling emotions. That is, he's almost incapable. There's one particular circumstance when his feelings rise to the surface, but the scenario that unleashes him is too dark to even contemplate. Mysterious, unknown, could be good. Uh, finally, we have Yokohama Station SF, uh, the light novel, and this is written by Tatsuyuki Tanaka and illustrated by Yuka Isukari. Now, in a future where Yokohama Station covers most of the island of Honshu, there are two ways of life inside the station outside. Life within the station is strictly controlled, and those who fail to follow the rules are expelled to the harsh world outside. When one of those exiles receives a temporary ticket to go into the station, he's given a mission to find the leader of a group dedicated to free humanity. Very sci-fi, very trippy. I'm This one I'm sold on. We'll see how it goes. So that is all of our licensing news for the week. I know it's a lot. So actually, let's get to some of the new launches, and this one's going to be quick. We've got seven launches. That's it. It's easy. First off, in early 2021, Ayo Sakasaki, the mangaka for Blue Spring Ride, is launching a new manga in Shuisha's Besetsu Margaret magazine. No other information about the manga so far, but we'll find out. In January 2021, Paro Itagaki's Beast Complex manga is getting a new manga miniseries in Akita Shoten's Weekly Shonen Champion magazine. Again, more details will be listed in the future. On December 11, 2020, Kazui Kawahara, the mangaka for Ore Monogatari, or My Love Story, is launching a new short serialized manga titled Much Ado About Nothing, or Karasawagi in Shuisha's Bisatsu Margaret magazine, and the title's obviously reference to William Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing, the play. Um, on December 9th, Danmachi writer Fujin Omori is launching a new dungeon fantasy manga titled The Wistoria of Staves, of Staves and Swords, or Sutu Surugu no Wistoria, and this is going to be in Kodansha's Bisatsu Shonen magazine. On November 4th, Naoki Serizawa is launching a spin-off for a Sorrow Lock reboot manga titled Saito Heaven's Crow Fuin Risu, or Saito Aiming High in Heaven's Crow. And this is going to be released in Shouen Hoshi's Young King Bull magazine, and it's going to center on Saito as a middle schooler before he met Jin and Tetsuro. Um, as we discussed last episode, Manga Plus released Akira Amano's Ron Kamanohashi Deranged Detective, or Kamanohashi Ron no Kindar Suri, the chapter one, and this is released this Sunday. Now, the description of this manga is finally put up so we know what it is. It's not just, it's about a weird detective. It's actually, this unusual duo brings a hidden truth to the life. Ron Kamanohashi, a private investigator with serious issues, and Totomaru Ishiki, a pure-hearted but dim police detective, team up to solve the most baffling mysteries. A thrilling detective story for a new generation from Akira Amano, the creator of Reborn. And next episode is coming out on October the 17th, so be excited. Uh, last bit of news. On this Monday, a new manga came out that was inspired by the current pandemic we have. 
And it was released with a really interesting premise because a lot of mangaka have been inspired by this pandemic to create different things. Some are like COVID-chan or living with diseases. This one, it's weird. It's called Nyait, or like Nya, Nyait of the Living Cat. It's written by Hawkman and illustrated by Mega Roots, and it's to be released in Monthly Comic Garden. It's also on the Mog Komi website, and it's about a virus afflicting the world that turns humans into cats. So humans are attacked by cats and become cats themselves. Now, cat lover Kunagi swears that he'll take on this world in order to turn it back into a place where cats and humans can live together in peace. This is insane. And the part of me that is a cat owner is like, this would be brilliant. The other part is, yeah, this is creepy as all hell. I don't know. But that's the news for the week. I know it's a lot. I spent 30 minutes talking about news, but hope you guys were informed and hope you're interested. Let's now actually get to the reason why I'm doing this, and that is the manga review of the week. And so if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be that reviewing a manga that is pretty interesting. It was a manga that was released on May 19, 2015 by Konancha USA. And it's a collection of 15 short stories ranging from 1984 to 1989 that go from Senin, Shonen, Fantasy, Comedy, Horror, Sci-Fi, Slice of Life, Romance, and other genres. And it's all created by one creator and one person in general. This is a love letter for the works that were created by one man. A man who at one point was considered to be the next Hayao Miyazaki. A man who was a great anime director who unfortunately died way before his time. We're talking about Satoshi Kon. And the title of this is Dream Fossil. The complete stories of Satoshi Kon. Now these are some of his doujinshis, his published work that are not full set. So you're not going to see Tropic of the Sea in this, which we reviewed way back in the early days of the podcast. But... So, for those who don't know, Satoshi Khan, who was a great individual, who was known for his movies, turns out that he wasn't just a guy who made movies like Perfect Blue, Paprika, Millennium Actress. That isn't all he did. He, before that, he wrote and illustrated his own doujinshi and serialized works. Also, interesting fact, he worked with Katsuhiro Otomo on Akira, and he collaborated with Mamoru Oshii on Seraphim, 2661336 wings. So he's done a lot of art and they're all really inventive and different. And they have a look of that 80s style that very it looks very much like Akira the characters. The men look like men, the women you kind of have to squint and be like is this a woman? I'm not entirely sure. Kind of reminds me a little of Mother Sarah, that art style. But like I said, this is an anthology of his work, and they go all over the place. Some are amazing, some are okay, but it's just, all of his works were collected for this. But the interesting part about this manga isn't just the fact that it has a great release. It's got a faux jacket cover with a great, so it has a faux book jacket where the uh, openings actually fold out and it talks about them. But it also has something that's really amazing. After the 15th uh, story, you actually have an interview with Suzumu Hirasawa, the musician. And it's him being interviewed about his interaction with Satoshi Khan and his how 
he felt when he met the man when they first met their similar motifs him as the person and their final work together and it's it's reading about a man lamenting his friend and it's you see a side that you never expected to see of this person and even he was like yeah i wish i knew more about him because i kept seeing this one side of him but i'd love to have gone to dinner with him and just picked his brain even more and learned more about him and after that there's actually a haiku written for him and it's that part of this is an amazing thing to read about Satoshi Kon. And there are many people I know who are huge Satoshi Kon fans. They love Satoshi Kon. Uh, Evan Minto, huge person in the Anna Twitter community, does panels about Satoshi Kon because Satoshi Kon is such an influential person. And seeing his art style evolve over time through these stories is an interesting and fascinating just thing but actually i've been talking more about the elements about the creator about the stories behind it now what about the stories themselves so each story is slightly different and they go all over the place um it opens up and closes with a weird sci-fi story or two sci-fi stories that are strange and unusual one involves psychics the other one involves a Big Brother-esque society where they will brainwash you if you do criminal offenses. You have one story which is just about baseball. Well, two about baseball. One's about little kids with baseball. And one is about teenagers and dealing with they're going to be the next greats because they're going to go to the finals and then things go horribly wrong because someone screws it up. You have a story about focusing on life. One is about trying to get laid. There's one which is amazing. It's about a kidnapper and a car thief and a little boy and how crazy this goes. You have a story about ghosts. You have one which is a period piece taking place all the way back like in the 15th century. And it's a ghost story. It feels very, that one feels very uh, Shigeru mizuki very creepy but it fits the genre you have one which is about going on a picnic in a dystopian future one is about an old lady who gets a chance to go to the beach you have one about a guy on christmas eve meeting a little girl who needs help getting to his her mom and there there's one involving a tank and a bunch of military guys. There's a couple of guys who are going to do something stupid. And then last and not least, you have the guys who are doing the whole... Uh, well, they're trying to break out of this weird dystopian future. And each one is different, but here's the cool part about this. Um, quoting one of the stories, it's like... In the game of baseball, you have strikes and you have home runs. And that's what this is. There's some strikes and some home runs with this. But all of them... The cool thing is that all these characters in this... It's not the same thing. It's not that all these things in this are the same. It's not like the characters are exactly the same. It's not like how Ranma 
from Ramiko Takahashi is exactly the same personality-wise as Inuyasha, who is very similar to a couple other characters from Mason Koku. Similar to how Goku is very similar to, we're going to say, Luffy. Those characters are all very similar in their personality, but they all celebrate life. In this, I'm, I'm making not making sense. My brain knows what I want to say, but I'm so let me. I'm going to try this again. Pretty much, this story shows you how multifaceted everybody is, how places, events, people—they're complex. And it shows how complex everybody is. And everybody isn't just the same type. And it's really fortunate to see that Satoshi Khan presents that all these places, all these scenes, everything has such depth in it. And they can mean so many things. If this makes sense to you. And I have to say, it's... One which it goes everywhere from madcap to bittersweet to truly horrific, all in one book. And like with any anthology, some will hit, some will miss. But overall, it's a great collection of stories that do some great things with it. And while some of it is very dated, like really dated, because it's 1980s. You do see an evolution in the art style and an evolution with the characters. Some of these characters are priceless and they fit so well. The story of the car thief and the the kidnapper, where it's a guy kidnaps a little a child, goes out of his car to go to a payphone to make them ransom, and then a car thief steals the car with the kid in it, not realizing there's a kid in it, and then when he realizes there's a kid there, he's gonna drop the kid off and then take the car, and it leads to a mad cat chase where the 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 kidnapper is trying to chase down the car thief and the kid. And the car thief is trying to be the good guy. And it's a very different thing that you don't really see where one bad guy is not as bad as the other bad guy. Last time we talked about that was in a movie that came out in 2015. This was 1984. So Another one which is really heartwarming but very similar to some older stuff is Beyond the Sun. That is the one about an old lady who ends up going to the beach because hilarity ensues. Um, Her... Nurse takes her out on her stretcher, and because her boss calls her, she ends up accidentally hitting the stretcher, and it rolls down the hill all the way down to the beach, which is like five miles away. It's very similar to, if you've ever seen Mamoru Oshii's Rojin Z, which is about a hospital bed that goes crazy and is taking care of an old man. It's like, this is it verbatim, so I'm wondering... Did this come out first, or did Rojin Z come out first? And if this came out first, did he steal from him? I'm curious. I think I'll look that up now. When did Rojin Z come out? Sorry, guys. I know that I usually do, I usually don't try to be professional. Like, yeah, I know all this stuff. But this time, I'm just curious. Real. Ryojin. Ryojin Z came out in 1991. So I'm curious if this was inspired by this story. Because it seems very similar. All right. Production. Yeah, this seems way too similar, and I think that he stole this. Or he borrowed it or got the approval to make this into a thing. But that one is a lot of fun. 
the story with the guests where it's about a house that's on a ley line where ghosts keep showing up and the family's just trying to to survive in this house where the dad's like, we bought this house cheap. We're not leaving. There are no ghosts. It's very sitcom-y and very like, womp, womp, womp type story. Um, the Waiko story, which is about a weird creature that's killing a bunch of samurai while there's some inner turmoil because it's a group of samurais running away from a, a lord that's trying to kill them because of family relations where it's like, I'm not giving up my inheritance to this interloper so I'm going to kill him and it's a lot of multifaceted situations happening in a situation and it fits really well with the selection that it works just in a very dreamlike sense the one that really hits from home is one called Joyful Bell and this one is a little melancholy, a little sad, but a little fun. And it's about a guy who's dressed up as Santa, who's getting off of work, and he bumps into a little girl who wants to go home to her mom. And there's more to it, but I don't want to spoil it because of the story. I mean, if you read it, you're going to see where it goes, but it puts a smile on my face, that one. I showed it to Greta, and I think that she enjoyed it. She liked the Beyond the Sea one a little more, but... I should be done ranting. It's 15 minutes just rambling about this, so let's just put it out there. It's got some old-school art style, but it's it's a little antiquated with some of the elements, but overall, it's a very powerful collection of works. It's got a great release style. This is something that you buy, and it's this is essentially a coffee table manga. This is one that you could put on your shelf, and you could show it to other adults and be kind of like this is what manga really is i mean yes some of it's very infantile there's one where it's about three guys trying to get laid and they talk about boners for like 15 minutes another one is about a guy who he's supposed to meet his future like his future girlfriend fiance whatever and he ends up bike riding down there so he can hook up with a girl with a girl randomly and just it, it's some sex humor in that uh there's stuff about baseball and when it's the right time to swing but it's overall, it's a really good series. And yeah, while some of them don't hit for me, I think that they'd hit for other people as well. So I have to give Dream Fossil by Satoshi Kon a really, really, really fucking cool. It's a great, it's just, it's a series that you, or it's not series, it's a collection that you'd own and it's a book table collection. You can show this to people and it's not jarring or messed up. As some other stuff. But that's my rating for this. Now, if you've read this and you disagree, let me know. Email me, zanspirekin.com. And it's not me just being nostalgic, by the way. It's not just me being nostalgic for Satoshikon because there's some stuff about Satoshikon I don't like. But this one, just the collection, all of the full elements of it work so well that you can forgive the minor parts. It's the sum of the whole parts works better. But let me know what you think. Email me, zan, xan, inspirecom Now, since we're going pretty long, let's actually get to the last two parts of the podcast. First off, uh, remember you can check out, check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirecon.com. You can email me personally at zan, that's xan, inspirecom Or on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Discord, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-E-K-N. You'll find me one way or the other. Join my Discord group. Uh, discord.gg forward slash uu 
42 KFR or Utah, Utah, 42, Kansas, France, Ralph, and join the conversation. Now, before we get to the part that you've all been waiting for, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week. That's from October 13, 2020. We got 29 volumes or 29 series that came out. And what came out is first off, Bake Monogatari, the manga, volume 5, Case Closed, volume 76. Cells at Work, Code Black, Volume 6, City, Volume 9, Classroom of the Elite, The Light Novel, Volume 6, Fangirl, Volume 1, The Manga. Yes, they turned the acclaimed uh, fiction novel into a manga, Fangirl. You have Gigant, Volume 3, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, The Manga, Volume 9, Knights of Sidonia, The Master Edition, Volume 7. Comey Can't Communicate, Volume 9. Marked for Failure, The World's Strongest Sage Reincarnates for a Do-Over, Volume 2. Mushoku Tenshi, Jobless Reincarnation, Light Novel, Volume 7. Mushoku Tenshi, Roxy Gets Serious, Volume 4, The Manga. My Next Life as a Villainous, a.k.a. Bakarina, All Ruts Lead to Dune, Volume 4, The Manga. Near Otama, The Art Book, Your Yahud Boys. You have Persona 5, Volume 4, The Manga. Pokemon Adventures Collector's Edition Volume 4, Radiant Volume 13, Rent-A-Girlfriend the Manga Volume 3, Sailor Moon Eternal Edition Volume 10, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle Volume 13, Ancient Magus Bride Volume 13, The Art of Magic the Gathering, War of the Spark the Manga, The Hidden Dungeon That Only I Can Enter, Light Novel Volume 1, The Strongest Stage with the Weakest Crest Volume 2 the Manga, the Witch and the Beast, Volume 1. The Witch and the Beast, Volume 2. Transformers, the manga, Volume 3. And finally, UQ Holder, Volume 20. So for me personally, I'm interested in Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. Uh, Ancient Magus Bride. Sleepy Princess in a Demon Town. My Next Life is a Villainous. Mushoko Tensei. Komi Can't Communicate. Uh, Fangirl. And Cells at Work Cold Black. Of course, case closed is just a guilty pleasure, but those are the ones I'm interested in. What are you guys interested in? What, are you inter- what do you think is good? What do you think shouldn't have been released at all? Let me know. And now, finally, let's get to the part that shows the end of the podcast and the part that most of you have been waiting for because you love when I do it. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, the, the- Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. I'm going to spin that Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on. That's what we're going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 390. So I'm excited because we got some really good stuff on there. But let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Number four. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm reviewing a manga that is about food and bowls, and written by a guy who made a story about eating in prison. What are we talking about? We're talking about superfood bowls. Uh, heard good things about this one? We'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. I always love doing this podcast. Hope you guys have been well. If you want to add 
something for the Wheel of Manga list, you can email me personally at zansparker.com, or better yet, go to the Discord uh, and join in, and you can actually look at our list and edit it out. Let me know what you want to add to it. Thank you guys for listening. As usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Keep reading on. See you.